I feel like giving up every couple of months, to be honest with you guys. Yeah, it happens. You want to know what helps me through? I know that if I give up, eventually I'll have to get up. And I've been down before. And it takes a lot of effort to stay down. Just like it takes a lot of effort to get up. It takes determination to say, I don't want to get up. I want to stay down. So not only am I down, I have also surrounded myself with downers who keep each other down, who prophesy a philosophy of being down, and they spread downerism to everybody who's around. And at least when I'm striving to move forward, it almost guarantees a better outcome, but it does have a better mindset and feeling to it. Just, just when I'm trying to move forward, even if it's just one step, one crawl at a time, it feels better than even not moving. When you feel you're serving a purpose, gives you a fulfilling feeling, and it gives you fuel to keep driving. I'm Sir Evans, and welcome to some real life morning motivation. Because no one wakes up in the morning and says, I hope I have a bad day. My desire is to empower and inspire your daily endeavors, because you can do whatever you set your mind to, question is, what do you want to do? Whether you're still finding your passion, pursuing it, or living it, motivation is a daily requirement for your success. So here's your morning motivation. Welcome, welcome, welcome back, y'all, to the Morning Motivation Podcast Show. It's your host for the day, and your host is always Sir Evans of Quality Service, where we create content and products to help keep you inspired empowered and motivated to hit your goals one day at a time i don't know where you are in this us of a or if you are listening from outside of the us of a but here in ohio we are starting to see a change ladies and gentlemen we are starting to see a change in our weather where it makes this one of the greatest places in the world (laughs) it's funny because if you're from cleveland or even from the Midwest or even past through, I'm pretty sure you know about the weather. It's one of those places where it's like Cleveland is a, you know, Cleveland's a hidden gem. There's a lot of perks to Cleveland. It's a beautiful city. Of course, it has its 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 flaws like every other place. Um, cost of living is fantastic. Traffic, oh, it's beautiful compared to other metro areas. But when it comes time to wintertime, like when it, when it gets cold, oh, it's, it's, it's life altering. It, it'll make you change a whole lot of things especially your your priorities and where you feel like you should be at so right now we entering into a season around here where we're starting to feel a little bit of that warm weather and with that warm weather comes a different mentality there's a different mentality that comes with that warm weather because we're so wound up coming out of the winter you know from being cooped up not to mention a pandemic but you know, now we can actually come out. If we've been working on things, we can now flow a little more smoother. We feel a little bit better about going outside. We can now, you know, be a little more physically active because the weather is cooperating. You know, the birds are chirping as, you know, they, they chirp in the wintertime. But anyways, shouts out to the birds. Y'all, y'all are the real MVPs. But I say all that to say that it's a beautiful time here, y'all. It's a beautiful time. And... One thing that declines around this time of year is the drive. Drive, momentum, motivation, empowerment, the desire to propel the way you may have done in the beginning of the year or towards the end of the year starts to drop out in this area. And 
if you're in commerce or any type of business, you, you probably notice some of these trends in your own businesses because it's it's it, it goes across different levels, even in the church. Um, you know, people ain't really trying to find the Lord as much in the spring, summer. I don't know if the church really talks about this, but if you actually look at your research and look at your analytics, even in the churches, people start to decline because it's like that warm weather. You know, and I don't I'm not going to associate it all to the warm weather, but either way, there's a decline across the board on when people are beginning to seek that inspiration, motivation, empowerment, when their drive is at their highest. Um, it's just a feel good time and you can't knock a feel good time. But what I will do is challenge you to continue to knock on the door on what inspires you continue to kick down that door, continue to open that door and continue to stay hungry, my friends. You know, stay a little thirsty, not too thirsty, you know, but make sure that you stay hungry. And our job, of course, is to make sure we, we keep a little bit of inspiration in your back pocket because your motivation is your motivation. But hey, if we can be the middle man or the middle woman that can help provide you with a little bit, especially in this season, especially in this season, that's what we're here for. You know, that's what we are here for. In this episode, I'm excited, so I'm going to go ahead and dive into it because it's a great episode, The Journey of the Dream Chasers. Now, if you if you know me, you know I'm not a chaser. I don't I don't chase dreams, but this concept right here, this is good. And I need you to tap in for this because this concept is so simple, but we, we, we don't really even think about this. We, we really don't. And I think it'll be very helpful to you guys. So just keep in mind as we go through this episode, we're going to be talking about some dreams. We're going to be talking about that vision. We're going to be talking about why no one will be able to see your dreams the way that you do. All right. We're also going to be discussing why I stopped telling people my dreams. Right? Because, and it's not the reason that you would think that people, you know, stop telling people your dreams, stop telling people your plans. It's, it's not for the reason you think. We'll also be tapping in as a reminder, just a reminder, one of the greatest gifts that God ever gave man and woman. One of the greatest gifts, because all of this ties together, especially for those who are out there pursuing those goals, pursuing those dreams. If you are chasing those dreams or, you know, I'm going to get you to change that perspective because I think they should gravitate to you. But we'll dive into that on today's episode. So let's go ahead and dive into the morning motivation of today. Morning motivation is a text thread that comes at you Monday through Friday to help get your morning off to a great start. Make sure you tap in by texting. Go ahead, get your phone, get your phone. I get you a second. I get you a second. I learned that I got to start giving y'all a second. Get your phone. Just text 202-918-3480. Now I know it's a couple of y'all that might've been on the old subscriptions you have to be added in again. I wish I could on the new system that we're using. You can't add them manually. You guys got to tap in and sign up. Sometimes I'll get people to, who personally know me say, hey, sir, add me to the list. I would love to the way that the system is set up, but it's built to make things easier. Um, so all you do is you just send that message, motivate me, send it there. We'll get it, add you in. The messages are interactive. So if you respond, we'll respond back. And the exciting thing about it is those messages are where we derive our topics that we discuss here on the podcast show. So some of those topics, you know, they need to be dissected. Your favorites are the ones that we dissect. The ones that have the most engagement, those are the ones we dissect. So let's go ahead and dive into the message of today. 
Everyone has been fascinated with dreams from modern day scientists, philosophers to ancient pharaohs. However, mankind has still not come up with a way to extract the thoughts of the mind during the dreaming process. We wait for others to make sense of our purpose. However, no one will see your dreams the way that you do. Don't be bothered by someone who doesn't understand your dream or doesn't believe in it. Mm. Because they weren't meant to. Mm-hmm. I'm going to cut it. I'm not even going to get the whole motivation message right there. I'm going to cut it because that right there that I just said, we're going to dissect that. We're going to dissect that and we're going to break this down. Now, y'all had a couple of questions in this one here, so I'm just going to dive dead into the questions and let's just go ahead and kick this off. Right. So first up down the pipeline, one of the listeners wanted me to expand upon. We wait for others to make sense of our purpose or decode it or make sense of our path. That's best for us. However, no one will see your dreams the way that you do expand upon that. Okay, so listen, guys, when you go to sleep, when you sleep at night, when you take your nap during the middle of the day and you start to drift into that sleep stage, you're sleeping and I'm sorry, not the sleep stage, the dream stage, REM, you're starting to get there and you're starting to dream. There has yet to be a system designed or anything designed, period, that can Hook up to your brain and see exactly what you saw when you were asleep. Hasn't been done. Hasn't been done. Scientists, uh, it doesn't matter. Magicians, nobody has seen it the way that it has been portrayed. Like that movie of your mind, there is no way to capture it and see it unfold in real life. It has not been done yet. If we look back to biblical times, even when we go back to Joseph, when Pharaoh asked him to decode his dreams, right? Even at that point, Joseph said, you know, truth be told, I really can't do anything. Like, I really don't got it. I don't got the juice like that. Why would you? (laughs) Silly Pharaoh. But God do. And it's through God that I'm able to describe those dreams to you. But other than that, ain't nobody... Ain't no system, ain't no app. There's nothing that is out there that can decode those dreams. So when we look at it from that perspective, why should we wait for someone to see our dreams in reality? What you dream of, what your vision... Let me tread lightly between these words because I'm going to break these down. With your dreams... No one can see your dream the way that you see it. Nobody. So the point of you waiting for those around you to buy into your dream, to feed into your dream, to get behind you and your dream because you see it a certain kind of way, you can't do it. You can't do it. You can't wait for them to see it because they're never going to see it the way that you see it. Right. You, you, you tracking where I'm going with that. Now, when you look at that concept, it's really common sense, but we don't really think about it from that perspective. Nobody can see those dreams. So if no one can see the dream, then why am I seeking their validation? OK, so, I mean, let's think about it. Does their acknowledgement make the dream unreal? If I go to sleep right now, have a dream 
about God knows what, wake up and at my wife say, I tell her, Hey babe, I had a dream. If she says, mm, no, you didn't. Does that mean that that dream did not exist? Absolutely not. The dream still existed. So for one, that's one reason why, okay, my dream is my dream. I still had the dream just because you didn't see it. It sounds far-fetched. Yes, in my dream, I saw a cow jump over the moon. It's my dream. I saw it. I don't have to wait on you to believe what I see. I saw it, right? Secondly, does it stop you from having the dream? Okay, I dreamed I had a million dollars last night. I dreamed I had it last night. If you were to disagree with me and say, sir, you ain't got no million dollars, or sir, you ain't dreamed about no million dollars, it doesn't matter what you say, I still had the dream, period. You can't derail it, you can't, you can't do anything with it. I already had it, already had it, period. So those two things, if you get a no to both of those, why would you wait for someone to understand your vision and your dreams in real life? I'm going to pursue that vision because I see it. I'm not going to wait on the world to believe it, especially when I had a dream before to act on it. So that's the biggest thing. Be careful about who you let decode your dreams because trusting the fool versus the dream creator can turn into a nightmare. So you need to be careful about who you even sharing your dreams with, who you sharing your vision with, because you can't just run around here just like I would never run around here. And I used to and let somebody tell me what my dreams mean to me. Now it's too much muddy in the water. It's too much mud in the water. So I'm definitely not going to trust someone else's vision of my dream. <laughs> oh, what does this mean? I'm not going to trust you wholeheartedly with that. I might ask you just to maybe get a perspective, but never would I trust you to give me the fuel for my own dream and what that means. No, I wouldn't do that. I go straight to the dream creator. Next question. Let's go ahead and get this thing popping off, right? What advice would you give for people that can't seem to find the drive to chase their dreams? Okay, stop trying to chase Stop trying to chase the dream, period, point blank, stop, let's take a break. Spend some time getting to know yourself, what excites you, what ignites you, what gets you excited from day to day. Bask in it, roll in it, bathe in it until you find it. Because you may need to cut out some distractions in order to hear and to see it. Because you have to make time to dream. You have to make time to visualize. There's no way I'm going to sit here all day in this room and expect that I'm going to be rested if I never go to sleep. I'm going to be rejuvenated if I never go to sleep. Therefore, I can't expect to have a dream if I never go to sleep. I can't expect to have a dream or sleep if I don't make time to sleep. You have to make time to dream. You have to make time to visualize that dream. You can't see it because it's too much in your face. Sometimes you got to get that out your face. If somebody is standing in front of me, right? If they're standing right in front of me, there's no way that I can see what's in front of them. They daddy and mama ain't no glass maker. They not made of smoke. I need you to get out of the way. That's what you need to be telling your distractions. I need you to get out of my way. 
Here's a little secret they didn't tell you, ladies and gentlemen. You want to know who one of the smoothest robbers is that should have been in Ocean's 13? One of the smoothest robbers. Ooh, so smooth most people don't even recognize him as a thief in the night. Is Distraction. Distraction is the robber of your peace. It is the robber of your focus. It is the robber of your vision. It is the robber of your dreams. That sneaky devil, Distraction. If you don't get distraction out your way, distraction will rob you blind until you stand in there with nothing but distraction in your face, keeping you confused and in a daze. Y'all better come on and get with this program now. We dropping these gems for you now. I need you to catch some of these. Go get your bag. Go get your knapsack, your bag for catching these gems because we gonna get this going now. I'm telling you, you got to cut out them distractions. But it take work. It's a process to get to that progress. But I'm telling you, that's the advice. You got to make time. Now, if you go back to the last episode, we got some tips on how to create that time. Like I told y'all, we trekking in the order this season. Because I wanted to go somewhere by the end of this year. I need y'all to get there. We going to get there together. Next up, right? Next question is, have you ever felt like giving up? Yes. <laughs> Let me finish the question. Have you ever felt like giving up? And what helped you get through? I feel like giving up every couple of months, to be honest with you guys. Every couple of months, sometimes every couple of weeks, sometimes every couple of days, I have a moment where I feel like giving up. Yeah, it happens. You wanna know what helps me through? And the reason why I don't give up is because I know that if I give up, eventually I'll have to get up. And I've been down before, and it takes a lot of effort to stay down just like it takes a lot of effort to get up. It takes determination to say, I don't want to get up. I want to stay down. But not only does it take that determination, I now have to also find a circle that embodies that same ideology in order to encourage it. So not only am I down, I have also surrounded myself with downers who keep each other down, who, who prophesy a philosophy of being down, and they spread downerism to everybody who's around them. So there's a there's a there's a process to being down. It takes work to stay down, and at least when I'm striving to move forward, it almost guarantees a better outcome. But it does have a better mindset and feeling to it. Just just when I'm trying to move forward, even if it's just one step, one crawl at a time, it feels better than even not moving. Right. Because when you see results, when you feel you're serving a purpose, when you see the impact of what you're doing on others and for others. But ultimately, the feeling of doing what you want gives you a fulfilling feeling. And it gives you fuel to keep driving. So the biggest reason why I don't get down is because I know it's a lot of work to get up. And even when I get down, which it happens, we all fall down. We all stumble. I'm not always so quick to get up. Now I don't I don't lounge around. I don't I don't stay down just for out for the count. But I'm slower to get up because I, I don't want to get up without recognizing what knocked me down, how to be how to stand stronger also as a process. So I'm a little bit slower because sometimes you can be so quick to get up. Oh, let me jump back up. You didn't even learn anything from the situation. You didn't recognize why you got knocked on your so more than likely you'll get knocked on again. 
my daddy used to always say, he said, if you don't know why you did it, then you do it again. If you don't know the problem, you're going to do it again. So that's also important, too, with that getting up and falling down is making sure that I'm recognizing what is it that took me down? What is it that might be trying to keep me down? And how have I been handling? How can I maybe handle it better? It's all it's all about assessment, y'all. It's all about doing those assessments on yourself. It's all about doing those audits on yourself. I'm telling you, it's a beautiful thing to know yourself. It's beautiful. It's a beautiful thing to get to know yourself. It's beautiful. I'm telling you. And it's the perfect weather to get to know yourself. Take yourself out on a date. Take your fine self out on a date. Go ahead and do that for yourself. Treat yourself. <laughs> do it. Do it for yourself. Do it for your dream. Do it for your vision. All right. Next question. Because y'all had something for this one. Is there anything in life you're scared of failing at so much that it seems easier just to stay away from those risks altogether? Hmm. Y'all punching, punching, punching. The answer to that is, um, it's death. Is there anything in life you're scared of failing at so much that it seems easier to stay away from uh, those risks altogether? Yes, yeah, it's, it's death. Because there's been times in life where I've stopped planning when I saw death. I didn't want to get married. I didn't want to have kids. Death doesn't always occur in the physical people also. Like from losing, even if you're losing a boyfriend or a girlfriend, spouse, friends, co-workers, it takes a lot out of you. And I still feel a way when I lose friends who even relocate. That's that takes a toll out of me like that loss. That's challenging for me. And it, it makes me it makes building those bonds harder. But you can't. One thing I learned is I can't let death stop me. Until death has stopped me. Right. So. That, that's the thing that I try to avoid. And it also makes me, it's a, it's a gift and a curse because that, that relationship with death, it makes me work harder, but that relationship with death also makes me put a strain on other areas that people don't really think too much about, like memories. I'm, I'm harder on myself for creating memories or the memories that I leave on others because of death and because of the relationship that I have with it. So interesting question, still something I'm working through, still something that has an impact on me. It has a gift and a curse, but also at the end of the day, God's in control. And even if it's my thorn, God is my strength through it. So let's go ahead and trek along to the next question now. All right, all right, all right. What do you wish you had done differently in order to cut out one mundane task in your day-to-day -day life? Hmm. <laughs> Let me say something. I would say work smarter with a team. Um, work smarter with teams. I come from a loner father who really enforced the logic of you you do it on your own. Now, I think that my dad kind of paraphrased that a lot more because when you really when I really think back about it, you really didn't do anything on your own. First of all, God helped you. He, he, he had a great relationship with God, but for one, God helped you. 
for two, God put people into your life to help you. Um, God will put you in communities. I get it. But also at the same time, um, we were designed to be in community for one, two, there's more than enough resources for everybody to have them. So that's one of the biggest reasons why people don't work in teams or don't know how to, because they feel like they have to get it on their own or nobody's there to help. But um, the working with teams makes things easier. It makes your moves smarter because now you have people to soundboard off of ideas and then also to be able to sharpen that iron. You know, it's to be able to sharpen that iron amongst other people in order to get to your goal quicker. And one thing that I've learned is that sometimes even if you don't feel like you have the right people or enough people around you, when you're walking in that purpose that God has set out for your life, he will put those people into your life. So when you start to see people come around, especially if you feel like you're walking in your purpose, you're walking away. God has designed for you to walk in. If you feel like different things are coming up that in that really speak to what you've been troubled by while you're in your purpose and they speak to that, you need to tap in. You need to tap in, especially with God and make sure, hey, I see something. I mean, let me go over here because a lot of times God will put those things into your path, especially when you're walking in his path. There you go. There you go. There you go. Make sure you get to it. But also... One more question. Ooh, how did I miss this one? This was at the beginning. I'm sorry, y'all. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. I forgot to forget this one, y'all. This is one of the first questions in here. I skipped, oh, I skipped right past this. I'm sorry. Let me double back to this one here. What's the difference between a dream and a vision? Well, you know, let me look. Let me look at something here. What's the difference between a dream and a vision? Well, let's let's end it on this one, right? This is supposed to be the first question I see. Let's go ahead and end it on this one. Vision is within your scope. Dream is the entire picture. That's the way I look at it. The vision is what's within your scope. The dreams are your entire picture. I've also stated before, and I feel like this is from a spiritual standpoint. I've read this in the word. Um, I also look at a vision and a dream is a vision is something that may be necessarily in your lifetime. A vision is something that may be necessarily in your lifetime, but a dream is something that might expand beyond your time on earth. Um, so let's say that, let's say, for example, if, if my, my vision is to start, no, let's, let's start with the big picture. Let's start with the big picture. So let's say that I wanted to create a business, my business. I wanted to be able to have consultants, uh, all doing speaking engagements, all being able to help people from a one-on-one standpoint, consulting where people can really tap in and get resources and their own quality service agent to help them hit their goals. And also for this to be a big company so that it can be something that can be passed on to generations, to generations, to be able to reap the benefits of their forefather, right? But the vision of that might be a little more tight knit depending on where I am. The vision might be start the business. The vision might be grow the business. The vision might be it's isolated, right? The vision is what's within my scope, whether that scope may be for this month, whether that scope may be for the year. Remember, it's a five year trajectory of my vision, 10 year trajectory of the vision. It's what's within the scope of what I can see and what's within the scope of what I'm focusing on. 
And it's really important because I think a lot of times you can get overwhelmed if you're pursuing the dream versus locking into the vision. Because sometimes the dream can be a little, little wider. And the vision is a little more sharp, tight to the point. It's more of if, if we're looking at if we're looking at it, the dream is 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 the tennis shoe. If the vision is maybe the, the tennis shoe brand, it's, it's just getting a little more sharp about where you're looking at. The dream is Cyclops taking off his glasses and shooting a ray of of beams in every direction, anything that he hits. Vision is his putting on his visors and being able to strategically fire that laser beam at what he's targeting it at. So understanding that difference between that vision and your dream, it'll, I think it'll help you to also pinpoint what it is that you're trying to do, what you're striving to do, what you're going to do, and then what might not be in your lifetime for you to do. Classic example, David and Solomon. It might have been David's vision. It was David's dream to build the temple, right? However, Solomon is the one who built the temple. David's vision was different. He still had to build the empire. He had to build that kingdom. He had to lay out that idea. He had to plant that seed. However, the dream was bigger than his lifetime. Another classic example is Martin Luther King. Martin Luther King had a vision in which it was to move, push the envelope for, for black and brown people in America, right? To get those equal civil rights. He was an activist for those. However, his dream, you can hear it and I have a dream. His dream was much bigger. He has things in his dream that had to take place beyond his lifetime. So when we're talking about those dreams and visions, keep in mind your scope versus the entire picture. But I think we done dropped enough bombs in here for the day, y'all. I'm going to go ahead and get out of here, get this day started. Wherever you at, tap into the day, tap into the present. Be present in the moment, y'all. Be present in the moment. Be present in your journey. Be present in your purpose. And be present for today as I send you on your way. Salute y'all. To the next time from Sir With Love. Tap into qualityservice.com, qualityservice.com, qualityservice.com if you're in need of that inspirational content and products to help you hit those goals one day at a time. Salute. I'm Sir Evans, and you've been listening to Surreal Life, Morning Motivation. Available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor, and wherever else you listen to your podcasts. Feel free to subscribe, rate, and review this episode. And join me next week for Surreal Life, More Than Motivation. Thank you for listening. Salute.